This week's featured Reddit post is navigating a relationship when one partner owns a property. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions podcast, Reddit edition. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm joined with my co-host, Trevor. Today on the show, we're talking about navigating a relationship when one partner owns a property. This is a Reddit post from the Personal Finance Canada subreddit. And I know uh, quite often I'll, I'll interject here and say, you know, this happens to everybody. Everybody's had this scenario. And I'm going to say, this is something that maybe you've never experienced. And you might not even know somebody who's, who's been in this position or had this scenario in life. But you can use this as a launch pad for uh, relationships and finance in general. You know, the, this is, this would be the, the top shelf, the, the, you know, the, the amount of money tied up in owning property, like real estate in Canada. Uh, this is about as serious as it gets from a financial standpoint, but you could use this information that we're going to cover in any aspect of, of relationships and money. I think there's going to be a lot to unpack here. Oh, I agree. And this, this post in particular is one that I can personally relate to um, I'm actually, Wait, don't, don't give it away yet. We, oh, we yeah. got a segment called the link. So don't, right. don't get it. Right. And, and speaking of these segments, if you're new here to the show, I'm jumping ahead of myself. If you're new to the show, welcome. This is simple money solutions. We, um, we have two different, two episodes that have been previously released uh, for this season. But if you're new here, simple money solutions is not old, not a new podcast, the podcast space. Trevor and I have been at it for about five years and we're now jumping back into it with a Reddit edition focus. You have been with us for the past five years. It's, same Courtney and Trevor, just different uh, format, same, same, but different as we like to say. So uh, we, we, we're glad to have you back here with us uh, on the podcast. There, Every episode will be structured with three different segments. We have the rundown. This is where we give our opinions about the post. We have the segment, the link. This is where we reflect on our personal experience and the one I'm already jumping the gun to. We have the upvote where we read some of our favorite comments and uh, these comments, by the way, are ones that Trevor hasn't heard yet or, or I haven't shared with him, but I've picked out some ones that I think are going to be interesting to discuss here on the show. Last but not least is the solution. And this is where we offer up practical takeaways. So let's, uh, let's get, get into the rundown. So, and so I'll read the post just so we're all on the same page. And again, you do not have to have navigated onto Reddit for a second to be able to find value in this podcast episode, but our show in general. So Trevor, I'm going to read the post and I, I know you've read it too, but for our listeners, we'll link it in the show notes too, if you're more of a visual and you want to read along as we're reading it as well. Um, but it goes like this. So it's by, oh, I'm not, I can't even get that. I'm, I'm not even going to try the, the username for this one, but um, we'll have it in the show notes. You can refer back to it, but it goes like this. So, hey everyone, long time lurker, first time poster, my friend really has been dating this guy for a little over a year and they both each gross around 100k. My friend currently owns her own condo and has significant amount of equity. So starting off good so far. The next paragraph is they both started to look into homes to purchase together about a month ago. She is willing to put the down payment on this property and split the mortgage payments and other costs after closing. Her boyfriend does not have any savings and it is not necessarily financially and he's not necessarily financially savvy. They began to argue about finances and she didn't feel comfortable moving forward with purchasing a property together. 
Her boyfriend became upset and said that she broke his trust and that he felt that she could, didn't trust him. She explained that there is no rush and that he can move into her condo and look into houses again after some time when he's been able to save up some of the deposit or if they took the relationship further through marriage. This is where it starts to get a little messy. As a result of this conversation, he would claim that he didn't trust her and asked her if she would put his name on the title of her condo. She was in complete shock and shut down every conversation about property and told him that if he didn't trust her over this decision, then we don't have a relationship. And that was ultimately the end of their relationship. So the question here from this user is, was she wrong to jump to that conclusion? I have no idea why anyone would ask their boyfriend or girlfriend to add their name to the title of a pre-existing property. It just doesn't make any sense and seem very odd. What do you guys think? So a couple takeaways from this post. It starts out, they, if you think about this couple, they both make around 100K. So from a career standpoint, from an ambition standpoint in life, they're kind of on the same page, right? They might even work in the same field. Maybe they met at work. I don't know. But they both make around 100K. So they're both, I'm going to say, you know, aggressive, pursuing careers. I have no idea how old they are, but 100K is a pretty, pretty decent salary. And they, so on the surface, you would think they kind of align in their mentality, would you say, Courtney? I'd say so in just, just in terms of desire to earn income. Yeah. And then we move into, it sounds like she was very financially responsible. She was clearly able to save up a down payment and buy a condo on her own. And he um, apparently has no money to his name he probably spends all the money he makes by the sounds of it. This is where I would be concerned. Now, you don't go into relationships hoping to change people a lot. You know, you, you would hope, here's how I see it with, with a relationship I have with my wife, is we don't see everything exactly the same. We, we do see the world a lot the same. We've been married for almost 30 years. But I hope that she helps me with some of my weaknesses and I help her with some of her weaknesses and together, we kind of balance each other out. And, and we, as, as, a, as a couple, we're, we kind of take each other's strengths and, and use them to leverage ourselves. And it sounds like this couple, you know, maybe, just maybe this guy is, he's kind of fun and in, likes to enjoy life. Just, just thinking, you know, possibly. Maybe even too much. But he, he likes to have fun and enjoy life and travel and maybe live in the moment and it sounds like she's a you know a saver you know always thinking about the future and, and socking money away and maybe thinking someday she will have fun who knows so i'm saying this guy's not he, he might not be the the total train wreck everyone wants to come to the conclusion that he's a train wreck but you you I, i'm saying just grasp onto that thought for a moment and think that okay maybe this guy could add some value to her life in, in, in a different way other than his ability to save and bring money to the relationship. Your thoughts? It's so interesting that you looked at that from that perspective and are kind of coming to the defense of this boyfriend because I think I agreed a lot with the other commenters and we'll get to some of the comments, but I saw that as a red flag, the fact that he makes just as much as her and he does not even have savings to to be able to even consider 
purchasing a new home with her together like that that for me was a huge red flag so it's interesting that you're I guess giving him the benefit of the doubt but okay but do you think if she's able to save up her on her own a down payment and buy a condo a condos generally are in cities so it's an expensive area probably do you think she might be missing out on life a little bit you know maybe she's setting herself up for a great future I'm not, I'm not denying that but you know that there is balance in life right and I'm coming to the defense of this guy because he does sound a little slimy as the post goes on. But I'm saying there's three sides to every story, right? There's three sides. There's his side, her side, and somewhere in the middle is the actual reality. And let's not forget, too, that, I mean, I don't know if it came out when I was reading the post, but at this poster, I, I don't know if it's a male or female, or, um, but they said my friend, and then in, in brackets, really, this person is my friend. So... I mean, this person could have, I don't want to speculate too much, but this person could have a romantic interest in this, this person. It could be a, the female friend. Um, so there definitely could be, the boyfriend could be painted in a, in a, in a, in a light, in a particular, particular light, um, just because this friend is looking out for the friend. You're taking that wrong. So it says, first time poster, my friend brackets really so a lot of times people will be saying something, they, they want to get someone's opinion and they're telling you about their friend when it's really about oh. them. Oh. That's the really part. Okay. Really. Okay. It's, ab- I'm, it's, it's about I'm, a friend. Really. It's, it's not about me. It is really about a friend. Okay. I'm over here like reading, reading into uh, making, kind of painting a story over here that doesn't exist. Okay. That actually, <laughs> that makes more sense. But uh, no, I, you know what? Like it, it's nice that you're giving the, I you know, okay. You know what? It was and okay. The reason I, I'm giving this guy some, the reason I'm cutting this guy some slack is, do you believe there's three sides to every story? Oh yeah, always, always. And we are getting a super slanted version of this story. Reddit, that's what Reddit is. Like, I mean, when you're talking about something that happened between two people, you're always getting one person's view, right? And it's the friend, right? You, the, the, so I, I think the reality is somewhere in the middle. And and maybe if if the friend actually wrote this post, because they're somewhat romantically involved with this person, they wouldn't be speaking as harshly about this guy, possibly. That's fair. That is fair. So we know this actually is a friend writing about a friend. So I, what I want to say, I want to circle back to how I said this is a red flag. So I'm, I mean, maybe he is not actually a red flag person, but maybe he's not compatible to be in a relationship with her. But, but, but the caveat to that is we often say that partners can really balance balance each other out if one's an aggressive saver it's good to have a partner who is is willing to say hey let's let's let let's spend money on this like let's 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 not save every penny so it is good to have that financial balance but the one thing that kind of irks me i guess is isn't is down farther along where just issues of trust come up i mean the fact that i don't i just the accusation of of him saying that she doesn't trust him like that that kind of just doesn't sit right for me well so it sounds like so she was prepared to make the down payment on the real estate prop purchase right the house they were going to buy she was going to use the equity from her condo as the down payment because he has nothing now i assume they don't go into this 50 50 ownership of this of this new property i'm guessing right what do you think it, it it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like that given given what would happen and, and maybe that's where his his kind of 
issue kind of came from because he wants, if he's splitting the mortgage, he maybe he wants ownership of it too. It would make sense. And I think that they're probably moving too quickly. So here's my theory on something like this. So there, this isn't a decision that you make. This isn't a moment in time or something on the calendar when you, when you, so the stakes don't get any bigger than real estate as far as I'm concerned. Like there, there isn't many things in life you spend more money on than real estate. So when you're getting in to a partnership of real estate with somebody who you're romantically involved with, the stakes are pretty high. I think this is something that evolves. I mean, you, you either see yourself, you know, sharing your life with this person or you don't. And if you don't, then, then I would not get into, um, sharing real estate with somebody until you, 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 your relationships evolve to a point where, you know, something catastrophic would have to happen for this relationship to end. Like it's going to take time. And I think by my reading on this thing, enough time has not passed. Which is why I think it was good that she said, Hey, if, if you're not ready to take that step, let's take a step back move into my condo. Let's look at houses. And after some time we can, when you've been able to save up too, we'll look at that next step. So I think, I think it was a really good, like you're saying, just so you're not rushing through it. I think that's a good next step. Now, when things go completely off the rails, put my name on the title of the condo you currently owned. That's when things completely go off the rails. Oh yeah. If that's actually true, if, if that's him saying, you know, if you trust me, Put put my name on the the condo. That's that's a Netflix series that's that's yet to be made, right? That's a, that's a show I want to watch. On it's like Netflix. it's like the I Tinder mean, t- Tinder that's Swindler, a ten part like... episode that I, I'm looking for on Netflix right now. You know that that's exactly how it starts. So if that if that's true, I mean, forget red flags. I mean, red flags are subtle hints. This is an inferno. This is run away as fast as you can. Oh yeah. And, and I think like, I, I agree with the, the user who posted this. It really, I, I don't know, like Trevor, in your mind, is there a reason to add someone to the title of, of your, of your, of your property under these circumstances? No, I, you know, the only reason you, you would like, I, I, I can't, I was going to say the only reason you would do it and I had nothing. So I can't think of a reason you would, you would add somebody to the title of a property. Okay. Did, well, I, did, I have one here. I, so Okay. I'm, I just came to mind. So my my best friend just got married. The house is under his name, and they're going to put it under both their names. Which oh okay, they just got married. Okay, that yeah. In 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 a marriage, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, in essence, you're kind of you're 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 you've you've become one person, right? Legally, you you become one. So why not? That that hundred percent makes sense to go on title. But I mean, until until you cross that threshold of marriage, I, I can't see any, I can't come up with a single scenario where you should add him to an existing property you already own. So the, the only way I could see it is if, if, if the boyfriend was actually um, splitting the mortgage payments with her on a new property, it's like, yeah, you're putting equity into a house and you're not seeing the return on it when you go to sell it because it's not under your name. So as soon as you start putting money into paying something off like that, maybe, yeah. So I, I, before we jump into the link, the next segment, is this a, is, is this a, I mean, this is a very unique situation. I think the whole a concept, and we'll talk more about it in the next section, the link where I'm itching to get to, but I think this is a pretty solid question to ask. What, what about, what do you think? I would love to hear 
his version of how this unfolded. That's the only thing. I, I would like to hear the other side of this this scenario and, and how... So may, maybe she was selling him a, a, a dream and then she pulled it away at the last minute. I, who knows, right? Like, to, to ask me, somebody to put me on title seems extreme, but I, I think there's more to this story than we're seeing in this post. And I, I would love to hear his side of the story. And then before I were to pass judgment but based on all the facts we have this guy sounds like a real train wreck and you know the relationship ended so it, it he probably was uh a little slimy yeah and we will get into the comments um under in this segment of the upvote where there is kind of J- just a question i went i went through all the comments i i hadn't seen anywhere where this guy may have read this post and, and commented on it i didn't see did you no no i i read all the comments and i didn't yeah i didn't see any anyone really sticking up for for the boyfriend which which might mean that that was him commenting i uh, i didn't see that i i kind of got the sense of people kind of saying the same thing about why he would want to be added to title kind of some definitely some netflix series show that could be created from from those reasons so we'll we'll dive into that in the in the upvote let's let's jump now on to uh the next segment the link uh this is where we reflect on our personal experiences so i before i get into mine i trevor i'm interested to hear from your side of things when i was kind of reading this post and and kind of prepping for this this show today I, I wanted to know, I guess, or have you unpacked for our listeners how the ownership of property started for you and your wife? Because I'm curious. So me and my wife kind of came into our relationship with a, a similar income and basically no no resources. Neither of us even owned a, owned a car when we got together. So we came into the relationship and the first thing we bought together was a car because we needed transportation so we we came to the relationship with equal things, but you know what? My I came to the um, relationship heavily pursuing a career in finance. So I was kind of driven, and my wife came to the relationship. She came from a very humble background, a very poor upbringing, and she came to the relationship with a whole bunch of life skills that I didn't have. So. We came to the relationship with with different strengths, and I quickly saw what she had and loved the the resilience she had, the the resourcefulness she had that I didn't. I could see that, and she actually ended up changing career paths because of me, because I had I had brought some career mentality to the relationships. You know, kind of stressed the importance of of aiming high, and she jumped on that bandwagon. So. We brought different things, soft soft things, not not like houses, to the relationship. So we, I I have, I'm gonna say, I have really no link to this post. Like I I have no personal connection. I've never been through this, so I I really don't have a whole lot of personal experience in this area. So just to confirm, too, as like L- your- lots of opinions, though, <laughs> lots of opinions, just no personal experience. And that's important, too. But just to confirm, just like the car, your first home that you bought together was a was a joint uh, a joint venture. Yes, it was. Yeah, we, we were we were basically living common law at the time. So we, we are we pooled our money together and it, it just we 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 quickly saw ourselves as lifelong partners. It, we just connected really quickly. 
Okay. Okay. And, and so that kind of takes away, and actually it's, it's funny that we kind of talk about, well, what you brought up there, pooling your money, because that kind of launches into next week's show that we have planned where we look at, um, different earnings and, and, and how the, the different, I guess, earnings cater to household expenses. So that's kind of a little peek into next week, but no, it's, it's interesting that, uh, that that's, ha- that that's how it happened for you. And I guess if jumping over to my experience, this just the title of navigating a relationship where one partner owns a property is, is my reality right now. And honestly, when one of my biggest things was, so before, before this, I was, I was in a rent, like a renting situation, but one of my biggest things was I don't want to move in and reap the well, benefits. Wait, 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 d- yes. d- wait, describe, describe your scenario for everybody. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess I should describe it. Um, so I guess, so I was renting before with, um, uh, with my friends. So anyway, I guess I'll back up a little bit farther. So I, I moved basically, I, I, I moved across the province basically, um, to, and then moved in with my best friend just because I was taking a job. So that was kind of the situation, lived there with her for a while and then met, uh, met my boyfriend and, and from there, obviously months, months passed and, um, I moved in with him. And so his house, it's, uh, it's, it's fully, it's mortgage. There's no mortgage on it. Fully paid off. Um, he's owned it for six years. So it's, he's, he's, he's been doing life. He's been, he's been really ambitiously, obviously paying off this house. Um, we are in a lower, I guess housing is not, we're not in one of the big cities, I guess. So it's your, your housing cost is not as astronomically high as if you were in Toronto or Vancouver, any of the kind of those big core, uh, city centrals. So that's one consideration. But so anyway, so I, I moved in here to, to his home and I felt like I was almost shouldn't, I was reaping the benefits of, of his successes, of his hard work, of his dedication, paying off his mortgage. I was moving in and just taking up uh, a residence in, in this kind of hard earned space. Um, and, and I wasn't there for any of that, the kind of the grind that he put into paying it off so quickly. So, and, and again, we're in the, the income earning is not, we're not talking like huge, 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 huge salary by any reason, like any means like this was a, him putting a lot of work and dedication into paying this off in such a quick time. So that's really where I came from. And for, for me getting kind of being ambitious, just kind of like you said, Trevor, being a career ambitious and driven and wanting to earn more money to be contributing part of the household has been something that's been kind of at the forefront of my mind lately. Um, so it's, it's just, it's interesting that, what when you're the other person like what what that perspective looks like so maybe what's your where do you see your relationship going like is this is this a uh a long term like do you see yourselves as life partners is that something or is it too early to even go down that road no i i definitely say i i definitely see us as life partners um for for me making this transition into kind of sharing the space wouldn't have been one that I I would have made if I, I didn't see that future there so we are very um I guess financially compatible compatible and we both want early financial independence so I definitely I definitely see this as a long-term relationship for sure but 
and I, I'm just, I guess, reflecting too on the concept of wanting to be added to the title. Like I, if I, I'm basically the, the boyfriend in this situation, I could not imagine doing that. And partly because I like, alternatively, I would be renting right now. So I, I wouldn't be seeing that equity. I wouldn't be building equity anyway. It's not like I sold my house and moved into here and, and now I'm not building any more equity. Like that would be actually a different situation if I was previously a homeowner and we decided, hey, let's sell one house and live in the other. So, and if that equity got pulled together, for instance, if, if I'm just trying to dream up a situation. Now that's an interesting spin. That's an interesting spin. So if you think of that guy in the post or you, uh, you're, you're, you're not giving anything up in your scenario, right? You're not giving it, so you shouldn't expect to gain anything because you haven't given anything up. So you're, you're actually, you, there, it sounds like there's a small gain there for you, but you, it's not like you gave up a house with equity and then you're no longer building equity. You, you didn't have a house to, to begin with, so there's no, you're not giving, you're, you're not sacrificing. Exactly, and I think the other side, the flip side of that is if we were to sell this house and then use the equity, um, to purchase a new house, it's kind of, and, and that's kind of another sticky situation because it, I guess it, it depends where the relationship is at and anyone who's listening where, who might be in kind of a similar situation, it depends where the relationship is at because technically all the equity from that house that you're selling is all the other person. So if, if you do have joint finances at that point, I think it's, you have to be very mindful about how fair does this feel for the other person? Like they put their blood, sweat and tears into building that equity to pay off that house like or and, and now they have the house and and the and then the equity when they sell it but I think that's a big consideration that's something that's been kind of top of my mind is how can I be sensitive to the fact that I'm stepping into this space where I haven't put in any hard work to reap the benefits so so I th- I, th- I think you can go into this with um just say this couple in the post they did buy a second property and just say, just for math, it's a million-dollar property. She's bringing $500,000 worth of equity from her condo, and he's bringing nothing. I think you can structure the mortgage is two people on title. One person has a, a bigger stake in the property than the other. So if you were to sell the property, the proceeds would be divided as you were invested originally. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely... You, you, you don't sell the property and divide 50-50 when one person put in all the down payment and the other person put in nothing. So I think that that's an easy, uh, that's an easy one to solve. So I, I, I don't think that if you moved on to another property. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That, that would solve itself, but it'd be so interesting. My takeaway from my takeaway from this is you, you can't, your personal, you know, you're, you're in the position of this guy that who turns out to be a slime ball. <laughs> I'm suggesting you are, but this guy is, so you're you're in the you're not in the you're not speaking from the position of the victim here. You're speaking from the the perpetrator's perspective, and you can't relate to this. You can't you can't connect the dots on this guy's situation and what he's trying to to do. Even in a similar situation, you you can't get behind what he's doing. You can't even reason out any aspect of it. No, not, not at all. Not at all. So that's, I, maybe that's why when I first read this, I was like, it's hard to get on board. It is hard. Um, 
I, I want to jump now on to uh, our next segment, the upvote. This is where we get into looking at some of the comments. So Trevor, you haven't, uh, I picked out some ones. You probably, you might've seen them or remember them from when you were reviewing the comments, but there's specific ones I kind of want to dial in on. Um, so one was, this one was kind of interesting. So this one uh, post uh, comment or user said, I know a woman who ended up getting royally screwed from this exact situation. She put her boyfriend's name on the deed to demonstrate her commitment to the relationship. It ended up costing her big, big time. Um, someone asked to elaborate. Um, and uh, she gave him 50% of a house in order to make a boyfriend, quote unquote, feel better. And it ended up losing her half the house. Um, so one thing that I found interesting in this comment and, and just kind of, I guess the concept was that this person, or I guess, or the situation, they did it to demonstrate a commitment to the relationship. And I, I, I just, I wanted to bring that up because I wanted your thoughts on how that is like an act of, of love or commitment to someone else or showing them how committed you are to the relationship like that. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm curious your thoughts. Well, I think the the relationship evolves and becomes something special, right? It becomes this this bonding that the, the, you can't really put your finger on it. You just know what happened, right? And it takes time for that to evolve. You don't, this is like putting the cart before the horse. You don't say, okay, I'm going to give you, in essence, I'm going to give you all this money in exchange for your love. That That's what it amounts to, right? Like you, me giving you all this money will demonstrate my trust and, and commitment to you in essence, I hate to sound terrible, but you're buying something that, that needs to be earned. This isn't a transaction. This is something that evolves and, and you, you grow into, you don't, you don't do a transaction and say there, we're, we've just jumped ahead two years in our relationship. (laughs) How great was that? You know, we just, we just fast tracked ourselves, you know, by, by putting you on the title of my mortgage. Now we're rather than, being together for one year, we, we, in essence, you know, we've, we've time shifted our money and now we've been together for five years. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. You, you have to, the, the, the word earn and trust and all that stuff, that stuff is built up over time. It's not something you, you decide. It's just something that evolves. In fact, if, if, if there was so much trust in, in everything, why didn't they decide to get married? Right. Why, why wasn't that a decision? rather than put me on title. <laughs> Do you see how that, you, you, if you think marriage is a contract, you want to sign a contract with me? Sign a marriage contract, you know, not, not, a, not a, a mortgage contract, right? That, if, if you want to make this about contractual obligations, there's already something in place to, to deal with this. It's called a marriage license, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and I don't I, want to give too much away in the solution here, but that's my opinion about that. That post is, is, is your, you're really, um, th- there's a, there's a legal tool in place to solve a trust, you know, to, to get, get married. And obviously in the post, they specific, they specifically said, or the friend said that, um, or if they took the relationship further through marriage. So there was that if, if they took that step, if they did that. So there wasn't even the friend, I guess at that point could see that it wasn't, or there, there wasn't that certainty with that relationship is, which is, which is, which is kind of a telltale sign in itself. Um, but I do agree with you. And I was just, I was, 
I, the, as, as, as you were saying all that, I was just like nodding my head in so much agreement because there's definitely that sense that, and I'm sure you remember that too with, with maybe your relationship early on and that there's kind of these, when with certain things happen uh, financially and, and just commitment wise that you kind of have to be, whether it's timeline or age or kind of the, the space you're at career-wise, wherever you are, there's there's always kind of that societal pressure to to take on certain things or do certain things. And I think, and, and this, this could have been one of those kind of commitment things. Hey, like we've been together for this long. It makes sense to had you to title. So I think, I think that's a big, a big point that, that should be emphasized is that there, there is no timeline and things just kind of happen. And I'm sure everyone listening to this can, is, is maybe nodding their head in agreement as well. Um, one of the other comments, um, actually I have, a, I have a lot here, not a lot, but quite a few that I wanted to, just little ones I wanted to bring uh, forward to you. So one that I really liked was just the first point here. They both gross a hundred K yet he has no savings. But isn't it a little shocking? And I do want to add too that the original poster said that her friend does not, like they don't, it's one of the situations and I'm sure we all know someone like this, but it's one of the situations where the friend or the person who posted this said, yeah, she has no idea where the money goes. It's one of those situations. But in the original rundown section, I mentioned that the, maybe this guy brings something to the relationship that, 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 we're not seeing like maybe she it left to her own devices. She'd work 80 hours a week and save every penny she made and never leave her home house or her condo and eat uh, Roman noodle, ramen noodles or craft dinner for supper every night. And maybe he brings something to the relationship where, and he probably brings too much of it. And hopefully, you know, if these two were meant to be together, they would balance each other out. You know, they would listen to each other and, and become, the best versions of each other's self because one is all about working and saving and, and you know, retiring early. And the other one's about living life and enjoying living in the moment. There's nothing wrong with living in the moment. Just too much of any, either of those is bad. So I'm saying, sure, this guy makes a hundred grand and maybe he needs somebody in her life like her to rein him in, but she probably needs someone like him in her life to live a little. So I, I'm saying it's easy to say, okay, he makes hundred grand. He's got no money to his name and he's attracted to her at some level. Maybe he's attracted to her ability to save and be financially responsible. Maybe he wants that. Maybe this is his way of pursuing it is, is to learn from her, right? If, if he was, if he, he, in theory, he should be attracted to somebody else who makes a hundred grand and hasn't got a penny to their name, right? If, if, if whatever, if this poster, if this person making this comment, if they're making a valid case, then this guy should be attracted to somebody other than this person who saved up and bought a condo and has a ton of money. No, it's actually a very valid point because just like we were talking about earlier, there is that saying, and it's very true that opposites attract and that you kind of are attracted towards a partner who maybe excels in different areas that you don't. And so I hadn't thought about that perspective, but it's very, very valid. Another post that kind of repeated itself or, or I guess tone that repeated itself over and over again in the comments was just the fact that he was trying to leech off her and and kind of take half ownership of the, the condos so that if and when they broke up that he would he would have 
that he, he would basically walk away with half. So that was kind of a repetitive um, comment. And, and again, we kind of talked about that earlier, how that might have been a situation and that she dodged a bullet. And, you know, to ask him to come in and make mortgage payments and get nothing in return for it, hopefully he his I don't know if this is possible. I'm not a real estate tycoon, but can you add him to title with zero equity and she's got whatever equity she's got in the property? From that point on, they make mortgage means he starts to gain equity. And of course, she gains equity too, continues to gain equity, but he begins gaining equity from that date. I'm guessing that's probably possible. Right. It, it hasn't it doesn't have to be like that other person's where you put the person on title at 50 percent. I'm sure there is a legal document. I mean, lawyers love to take our money and I'm sure they could draft up some sort of agreement and where she couldn't she wouldn't get screwed. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure there is a situation where it would it makes sense that there is a situation where we more fared to both of them with, with that respect for sure. I'm going to say when I read these Reddit posts and I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit and if you ask my wife, I spend too much time on Reddit is, is how she would phrase it. Whenever I read a post, I'm always thinking about the three sides to the story. That is how I read the posts on Reddit. There's even when someone says um, my, you know, I read one this morning, my phone, I got an iPhone 11, I think, and I went to charge it or did something to it. And now it's, it's, it's a brick, meaning it doesn't work. And it, it was a perfectly working phone before I plugged it in. I, I can't remember all the details. And I'm saying, no, it wasn't a perfectly working phone. You know, you probably dropped it in water. You probably dropped <laughs> it. You, you've abused the crap out of your phone. I've owned iPhones since iPhone 4, and never has my phone turned into a brick. So when I read that post, I'm thinking, okay, your definition of I've, tra- I've treated this phone perfectly like nothing's ever happened to it is different than nothing's ever happened to my phone so i'm saying that you know if you if you could if the phone could talk it would have a story of its own too right oh yeah no that's no it's 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 definitely something to keep in mind which is why again these these posts are so interesting because there is other sides and and there's definitely it's important that i guess all the sides are maybe thought about and, and and considered even if we can't ask the other person if this was a court of law, we would have brought in some witnesses at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone would be there on the bench. Uh, the last uh, the last post I want to read, and this kind of echoes a little bit what you were saying earlier, but um, this one kind of talks about how... It's a comment, comment, not a post. A comment? A comment. Did I say post? You're reading comment. comments. I'm not... re- yes, yes, the last comment. You're reading... Yeah. Um, so it says because of the rising cost of living and high property, people are probably more heavily considering a person's assets and income when choosing a long-term relationship. I know why I do. So I picked this one because I thought it was really interesting. The fact that, and it, now that I, I, through our conversation, Trevor, we've kind of identified the fact that he might've found that appealing. And I know I can speak for myself and say that, um, Knowing that my boyfriend is was a uh, owner of a home without a mortgage was definitely something that was attractive to me. So here's a little story that would change your mind on that comment, and I'm pretty sure it'll change everyone's mind on it. So I came from a a family that was pretty well off growing up. You know, I didn't really want for much, right? I 
kind of whatever we needed, we got. And, and we, we lived a very comfortable life as a kid. And I, I got a post-secondary education. I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I, I grew up somewhat privileged, not like, not like a, a trust fund child, but I, I didn't want for much. My wife grew up in utter poverty. Um, we're talking no running water, no indoor plumbing. Like I'm talking, she was the poorest person I've ever known growing up. I seen where she grew up. Like I went, went back to see it and, and her siblings, you know, validate all her stories. Like I, I've heard enough consistencies that actually what my wife told me was the, 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 um, the, the glossed up version. It was a lot worse than what she told me. And so I got into a relationship. You would think getting into a relationship with somebody like that, you're getting into a relationship with a boat anchor, right? You're thinking this person's going to drag me down. And the one thing my wife gave me is whenever we, we fell on some hard times, say, you know, we, we, a recession hit, one of us got laid off. And I would say, you know, this, is this bad? And she says, no, this is not even close to bad. Last time I checked, the toilet's flush. There's food in the fridge. The lights are on. Um, this is, you know, don't worry. We, uh, there's a lot of room before you hit bottom here. My wife had a reference point of bad. Like she knew what hard times look like that I'll never know. So she, and, and she, she has resourcefulness and resilience that I will never have. But I have that to fall back on. I have that in my life. I have somebody I can talk to and say, you know, okay, my kids are adults and growing up. I said, do you think they're on hard times? Do you think they're, they're struggling? And she's, she says, you know, I know what struggle looks like. I've struggled. And I've seen relatives and family struggle. Our kids are comfortable. You know, and I take a lot of comfort. So, so partnering up with somebody based on how much money they make there's some benefits to that. I'm, I'm not going to discount it, but don't discount somebody at the other end of the spectrum and what they can bring to your life, the value they can bring. And I've, I've learned, I've gained more from my wife's resilience and hard upbringing than she's gained from me and, and any, any financial things I brought to the relationship. I've, I've gained life skills that, that you couldn't be taught. Like she, she's lived them. She knows what it, what it's like to be hungry. I don't. I'm going to say money is not the be-all and end-all of what you can bring to a relationship. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, that's a really illustrative example. And um, I, I think I think that definitely shines light on the fact that, like you said, you there's more that you can bring to a relationship than, than just money. So, no, I, I really, really like that, that, that example. I want to switch now on to the final segment of our show today, The Solution, and this is where we offer up practical takeaways. So um, what would you say is the solution to, to this? I mean, obviously, we, we know reading the comments how this ended, but what, uh, what advice would you offer up uh, to this individual and to this couple um, and to anyone else kind of navigating the same situation? So Courtney is going to have the better solution than me because she's living it as we speak. But I'm going to give you a solution from somebody who's never been in this position, but it's more of an opinion than a solution. So I think there's three things that can be relationship destroyers. So you've got 
infidelity, substance abuse, and finance. So those three things can can be any, any single one of those can destroy a relationship. All three is like a you know that it, there's it's a no go, right? If, perfect. If you're not aligned on, yeah, 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 exactly. But any one of those can destroy a relationship or make a relationship just miserable. So these people, unless they were willing to meet in the middle and understand that both of them had flaws, just speculation, and both of them brought qualities, if they can't see that, then the finance aspect of the relationship is going to be the thing that destroys it. Uh, I, I think the fact that they were trying to force things and they were using the word trust. And I think it, this couple probably should have just got married if they thought this, they were the, each one was the one, right? And this whole problem goes away. Just, just get married, make that commitment up front, get married. And they, then if it was meant to be, you're, you're married, then the, the whole finance thing is sort of an afterthought, right? It, it, it's, it's irrelevant unless you do a prenup or something. So that that would be my solution is is don't try to make it a financial transaction. If it has to be a transaction, make it a marriage transaction. And and you know what? I'm I'm someone who's been married for almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years this year. And I believe marriage is a dying institution, but it does have a place in our society. It serves a purpose. It could have served a purpose here. A lot of people they haven't. They they've been together. They they see the world the same way. They don't need to get married. Maybe it's it's. But if you if you're unsure of somebody or you you know you you don't align, I, maybe getting married creates more problems. Who knows, right? Then then yeah, you got a divorce to deal with. I don't know, but I, I think probably the best thing that happened to this couple is they split up. They they weren't gonna mesh. And maybe you know she's a saver and a hard worker, and she doesn't want to have fun. And maybe he just wants to have fun. He doesn't want to save and be, work hard. They weren't meant to be together anyway. No, I, I, I think it's pretty, a pretty sound solution. If, if I were to offer up a, a simple money solution at my end, I would say ask why about, or, or maybe just get curious about why the boyfriend wanted to be added to title. It sounded like she shut down um, the conversation and was in shock and, and, and maybe it took that the wrong way. But I think I think having that conversation, and there's probably obviously more than is in the post, but getting curious about your partner's needs and wants, I think are is really important, especially when it comes to finances, because we're all motivated in different ways. But I also think at the end of the day, when we're looking at such a big, a big purchase of a home, and, and I think if you're the person moving into the other person's uh, piece of property. I think you have to, when you're in that role, I think you have to definitely take a step back and 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 take a step back and, and realize that the other person has invested a little bit more or a lot more, all of it, in, into the piece of property. So I think you kind of should take the back seat um, and be mindful of that. I, and I'm, So I don't know. I think... I th- I hear what you're saying, but if if one party's wanting to move faster than the other, I, I think that, that asking one party to slow down could have been a solution, right? Just yes. slow down a bit. Yeah, and 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 realize. Yeah, I think they could have stood still. I think uh, the, maybe the boyfriend was a little bit ambitious and wanting to 
um, I guess they both started to look at houses to purchase. I don't know. I think they could have pumped the brakes and just kind of, kind of coasted in the, I mean, owning a condo in itself is a huge feat. So they could have just coasted in that space. Who knows why he was, him and her were both antsy to purchase a, a home together. Like I, we don't know that, but I think I, to your point, Trevor, I think kind of coasting in the, and being content with the current situation is not a bad thing as well. Um, just to see yeah, where I, things I go. So I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day too, they, this, I think they, they might've made the right decision as well. Just, they seemed a little out of line, but, um, no, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a very real topic that I, it probably comes up. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are, who are nodding their head, heads in, in agreement or being able to relate to this. Um, so, th- so that was our, that was the end of our four segments. Um, we went through the rundown, the link, the upvote, and the solution. We'll have this post and, and all the comments that go along with this post in the uh, the show notes. So you can go back and, and read it yourself. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, ask us a question, or, or get in touch, you can always do so through our uh, social media. And um, you can also just post in the subreddit feed as well, uh, Personal Finance Canada. Put ask uh, SMS for simple money solutions somewhere in the post, and we we can uh, we know that it's specifically targeted to want to be uh, a future upcoming show. Thank you so much for listening this week, and uh, we'll be back with you next week with a brand new show.